close, far, close, far, close. <laughs> Going to do the whole show. It's like the uh, old SCTV skit, the three D house of pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now your syrup. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, yes. You're looking well lit. Well lit, yes. Seattle's best. <laughs> yeah. I already finished my coffee. Well. I was just listening. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I was just huh? listening to the entirety of uh, the help machine. Hey, what's up? The latest like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is really good, yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very impressed. A nice, uh, nice, uh, nice textures, deep songs, and um, mm-hmm. you know, really good stuff. I, I, I like the way the vocals work together too. Yeah, and I like their subtle lack of uh, bagpipes. <laughs> it's, it's subtle, but it's, yeah. it's noticeable. Yes, indeed. So should, should we bag it and tag it and just? Uh, yeah, Eric. Well, well. Okay, <laughs> Chad. Welcome to Slappercast, episode Chad. Episode Chad, number episode 90. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> thanks, thanks to this, this this wonderful delay we're talking over each other. What delay? Episode 97 on Slappercast. And our guest today will be Tony Scalzo of Fastball, uh, an old friend of, of Eric's whom he's played with before. Cool. How y'all doing? Great. What's up, dude? How's it going? Doing good. How are we looking? Good? I'm a little pink. It, mean, it, it, it means you're healthy. Uh, you ever seen like a print where it's like light blue and pink and like it floats around, like the, the letter floats around in the field? <laughs> For some reason, that color scheme makes that happen. Right. <laughs> what are we going to talk hey. about? <laughs> Eric was oh, just was, telling us how you, you two uh, first met. And, 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 and Tony probably doesn't remember this, but Paul Miner was doing a, a couple of weird happy hours at, at Beerland. And uh, Tony came and played one week and Miles Zuniga, the other member, one of the other members of fastball came and played one week. And it was just a weird happy hour situation. But I remember sitting there being like, Oh my God, I'm playing with Tony you now. I'm playing with miles. <laughs> it was such a cool thing. And then later on, uh, way, way down the road, um, I played a gig with the tycoons and Tony was playing piano in that. And actually miles was on board for guitar for that. And we were going to play a, a short set of uh, fastball stuff because um, the bass player at the time, who I can't remember his name, with the bushy hair. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Matt Esky? No, not Matt. Um, anyway, whatever his name was. And he was hanging out. At, this is at Guero's, but he ended up leaving, so we ended up not playing it. So, And then, actually, I got a chance to play with Tony for real when Alan had booked him for um, – uh, this really weird trucker party. That was cool. With it was you and Archie Bell and Barbara Lynn on on that deal. That was a fun right. show. Right, and uh, the recently deceased. Oh, uh, right. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank now. Roy, Roy Head. Roy Head was on that gig too. Roy Head. Yeah. 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 That's for some reason that's been a weird name for me to remember over the last ten years or so since I was introduced to his music. I didn't know too much about him until I started hanging around with Texas Tycoon types, Texas Tycoon alumni. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned a lot playing with Paul and um, the rest of the guys. Everybody's got such a great knowledge. I'm from California, so, um, you know, I grew up 
in a different different vibe because my thing was like everybody from Southern California seems to think it's the center of the universe and that um, you know anything that goes on anywhere else is just sort of like trying to be you know metropolitan or whatever and yeah um wow you know i was really clueless and uh i got here and i realized more of the stuff that i like really deep down love um musically uh turns out it comes from here (laughs) you know really and i didn't know it but i love conjunto music and i love you know the the diatonic button harmonic or uh accordion Mm -hmm. and I love the bajo sexto and I love just the whole, the way those songs are composed and the grooves um, and how different they are and just everything about it. And then, you know, you just go, you just go a little bit uh, further East and, and then you got this great Louisiana culture and music and it's just unbeatable, man. And it's a big world. And I learned when I got to Texas, which was in 93, and that's when I really started getting in a van with um, other musicians and going around the country. And, man, you realize that, you know, it's different everywhere. If you yeah. get off the highway, everything looks the same on the highway, but you get off the highway and, and things are different. It's great, you know. It's yeah. still that way despite, um, you know, homogenization or gentrification or whatever you want to call it. Were you playing music when you came to, sorry, uh, 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 Tony, just so uh, I'm Patrick, that's Chad. (laughs) And of course, you know, Eric. So it's very nice to meet you. I know this is our first time, uh, uh, strange doing everything on computers these days, but um, it's so easy. Yeah, (laughs) All I did was turn my chair around. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I didn't want to be, I got the window right here. I'm like looking out my front door, my front window. Excellent. And so were you playing music when you came to Austin? Yeah, I I came to Austin to play music, literally to for a job paying me supposedly to play music. And it was a little different than I was than the brochure explained it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I, I was led to believe that I was going to be employed like gainfully playing music. What I didn't realize is that they were weighing in the sort of Austin lifestyle (laughs) into that thing, into that equation, you know, where your rent is supposedly 150 bucks a month. And, you know, you just work temporary jobs and you run the Chronicle around town and, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I had to immediately get full-time work when I got here and it was no joke. And I was very busy um, just trying to stay afloat and to be able to like be in this band that was supposedly going to go in the studio and make a record. You know, uh, I was hired by uh, some people at a record company that had signed Beaver Nelson, Beaver Nelson. You may know, singer-songwriter here, great singer-songwriter, you know, just a weird career curve of, like, it it just happened either too soon for him or whatever, but he um, never really, you know, broke out the way he should have. But we actually went in and made an album, Joey, 
from a fastball, myself, Paul Miner, and Beaver Nelson went to Memphis. And this is another boom educational like uh, event for me was, okay, you're going to go to Ardent Studios and you're going to, you know, record an album and you're going to live at the house next door, right? And you're going to be every day, you're going to go and make this record until it's done. And that's what the budget allowed for. And I can't believe that, you know, money was thrown around like, like you wouldn't believe for They would never do this today. They wouldn't do it. I don't care who it is. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So we go and we were there and and we start making a record and, you know, um, it wasn't my record. I wasn't writing, you know, songs for this record in any way. I was a bass player and I was like, along for the, they didn't need me. They just didn't even need me. And and it was proof because I mean, uh, I would go into the studio about noon when we had agreed to go in and then Paul and Beaver would <laughs> roll in around three and wow. I just didn't get it. You know, I was like ready to work, but I had, had you know, I don't know how or, you know, what made it last so long, but we were there for over a month and still weren't done with all the guitar tracks and had to go finish the guitar tracks and lead vocals um, in the mix session later, you know. Wow. By which time I, um, Joey and I got, got a call uh, while we were left in Austin while they went home. Peter went to, it's a well-known story among all us friends, <laughs> but... I got fired. We got fired. I mean, they were just like, you know, we're just going to move on. You know, this ain't right. And it wasn't right for me anyway. I was mm-hmm. supposed to be in a band with uh, with Miles and Joey and making our own music. And that immediately happened, by the way. I mean, as soon as we were out, Joey's like, hey, Miles is moving back from the West Coast. They were in a band together already, you know, before this. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he wants to get something going in Austin, see if he can make it happen. Because he'd been in the Bay Area for a while, and, it, you know, he had a band and was working and decided to come back and give it a shot, and we did. We just got together and started writing our own songs, bringing them to the pool of, for rehearsals and just started gigging right away. Super easy. It was easy for us because we were already – you know, pretty, pretty well healed. We'd all been in bands. Joey had been in bands, pay, you know, getting paid and playing out. Miles had been playing out with a ton of other bands too. I mean, it's interesting. I want to, I hope you don't mind if I make this all about my like biography. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. That's why you're here. Tony Scalzo, this is your life. You guys are familiar with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've seen these, of course. Yeah. These are fantastic. They were made by um, Pete Frame in the 60s and 70s, and it just runs all these. Yeah, all these different timelines, chronologies of rock and roll, and there's so many great, you know, meeting places where, you know, all of a sudden the drummer from Curved Air and the guitar player from the Animals start a band with this model called the Police, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, whoa! <laughs> I didn't, you know, you could go down the line of how 
um, genres get blurred and, you know, and it's all rock and roll. It's, that's really awesome. And so what I was getting at with that is that I tried to make a fastball one and <laughs> I spent a couple hours on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. There's so many, you know, names and how do you draw the lines? <laughs> yeah, it does it so intricately. I can't, I'm blaring it out, but yeah, those things. Know, are- how do you, yeah, and that's... I practice. I even learned the font, but to no avail. It's just I can't produce. I can't produce. I'd love to see somebody really try with that, with some more modern bands and some more modern, you know, phenomena of music. Well, the attention span is 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 next to nothing now. So it's true. Yeah. And not only that, there's with that comes a sense of disconnectedness, as if we're not from the same family tree yeah but we are i mean you know believe it or not you know we're related to post malone and we're related to Mm -hmm. you know machine gun kelly or whomever you might want to pull from the charts right now um the weekend you know um we're connected it's not like our head's been cut off and you know took off somewhere I yeah, I hundred percent agree. I, I think a, a lot of these people uh, today are, you know, are are making everything about them. You know, and I'm, again, I'm talking very, very short attention span, but also very short sighted as well because they 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 try to, yeah. you know, my music is mine, and I don't I don't draw from. Yeah, you do. I you know I hear it. You know, I I I hear it, and right. you know, I, I rarely listen to the radio. You know, yeah, whatever. it's only twelve tones. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's only so many combinations of this. Yeah. It's I'm still fascinated that there is so many possibilities with twelve tones. Yes. How you arrange them and how you make them, you know, work together. Yeah. To catch people's attention. And and did you leave California because of the lack of the music scene or just because of what Austin had to offer? Or were you just bored? I have to say in retrospect, I may have thought that I was chasing something better. Maybe I was following some wiser voice, but I, um, I literally thought that I needed to go just to make things happen more, but the world was my oyster in Southern California. I was doing great right about then. I was in a band called tender fury with Jack Grisham from TSOL and Randy Bradbury from Pennywise and rock and roll. It was a super group, man. It was killer. Yeah. It was really good. And we were not, we were sort of drawing from the punk past of those guys and, um, you know, but trying to get a groove going because at the time it was sort of chili pepperish, you know, or, or Pearl Jam. And all our friends were in the business. And some of our friends were actually on the crew end of rock and roll business. And so they were involved in much bigger things than we were. And it was just that sort of rubbing out those thing that made you feel like, you know, that I'm in this, I'm part of this. I could totally do this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I always grilled my friends who were in bands when they come back from tours and like, you know, what was it? Cause they always had these amazing stories and, you know, and some of it was horrifying, you know, too. <laughs> Like, you know, bad stuff that could happen to you, you know. I mean, knock on wood, um, in my 
you know, 25 plus years of being on the road in, in America and, and wherever, um, nothing, nothing too horrible. Yeah. I may have got lost in, uh, I got, I think I got lost in Kosovo about, um, two years ago, <laughs> but that was momentary. And I found my way. Hey, <laughs> I got yeah. the thing and I found my way through the bazaar. Yeah. It was crazy, man. All of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, I don't recognize this, but that's the worst of it. Yeah. I got, got pulled over in Oklahoma. And, you know, threatened by a cop who like, you know, ruined my whole life and career and, that you know, I was back. I was at the gig that night. <laughs> Sorry, knock on wood again. You know, but um, that was back in you know ninety five or whatever ninety four. Yeah. And, um, well, they had nothing better. So, do, do you have plans now for 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 when we get out of this? When we when the when the when the curtains lifted? Do you have plans to hit the road again? And yeah, I mean, all those plans they're happening right now, and it's like. It's very, very weird because I'm just trying to deal with that reality and whether it's possible. And I'm being, uh, I'm not going to say pushed or pressured or influenced, but definitely I'm feeling a sense that I'm the only person who's as concerned as I am Mm. about it, right? I know they're concerned. Um, but you know, times are lean and we need to work and I get that too. And, um, so there's some shows and there's socially distanced shows and, um, you know, so far I'm on board and the earliest one is, is here in Austin. It's already sold out. It's, but it's just a small crowd. Yeah. It's got a couple 50 people. It's 52 people. Right. Wow. Wow. And uh, spaced out, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna wear a mask the whole time until it's time to sing, and then it'll be you know it'll just be left. <laughs> and it's very it's crazy because um, you know the time we're, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the time we're in right now is um, it's the most deaths that we're seeing now than we ever have now come on we're not talking about positive tests results we're talking about deaths in hospitals that are confirmed cases yeah Yeah. (laughs) mic drop (laughs) that tells me that what we're doing is gambling big time yeah when we could probably wait wait about six months boom Everybody's inoculated. Yeah, enough people will be inoculated to um, venture out. Yeah, to (laughs) all I know is, uh, you know, all I know is the evidence before me. Yeah, yeah. It's strange in this time to have the, the the camp that believes it's a hoax and doesn't believe any, you know, it's, it's just, it's no worse than the flu. And then there's the other camp that like, you know, that we you know, it's, it's and I don't believe anybody in my group is uh, in any way, um, you know, minimizing the, the risk they're They're going at it with it's a risk. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's probably not 
as big of a risk as I'm making out. And if they run the gambling, call up my uncle or whatever, find out, see what he says, you know, and, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it until uh, something inside me says, Nope, not doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. I'm yeah. looking forward to it, man. I really want to play. Believe me, I really do. Um, Are you, uh, when was the last, when was the last show you did? Well, we did a thing at the same place at Austin City Limits Live uh, 310, right? So yeah. it's the nightclub version of, of uh, Moody Theater. And it's like kind of like the uh, 7th Street entry, <laughs> right? <laughs> of, uh, you know, first half. It's the small room. So, you know, but even that being said, it's no, it's no 7th Street entry. It's big and it's got room for... 300 plus people and they're bringing in 52 people and supposedly uh, bought tables for charity and this masked. They were even saying, you know, they're checking temperatures and they got an air purifier and, you know, they're laying it, they're laying it on as far as the positive goes, the, the pro. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm just, a, I'm a little bit, skeptical always anyways yeah well i asked i asked that too because we we you know we did a show last week and same thing terrified before it and you know you you want to take care of everybody at the same but i just on a personal note you, you know just being out of shape uh just being out of you know out of that yeah well we haven't even got to that aspect of it the, the ill preparedness of fastball it's not it's not that great we're just like anybody else. We don't play every day, every uh, week or whatever. Um, you know, our music suffers and our ability to communicate with each other that you, that you do, um, it, it, it's not so good. It's, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to deal with that. I haven't even got to that phase yet, you know, because I know we're going to rehearse maybe none <laughs> time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know so it's that too it's like makes me kind of want to just say let's wait let's just wait a little yeah it's yeah. it's tempting it's it's tempting to but it's also tempting to get back out there and sweat and make those mistakes you know we're we, we have uh eric joined our band at the beginning of the year and it was you know, full calendar. And then March came when, you know, which is our biggest time of the year and the calendar just shuts down. And uh, so we haven't, we haven't had a chance to take Eric out and kick him around the stage and, and, and learn and get that vocabulary. You're talking about that, that language, that, uh, you know, that, that thing going. So we've, yeah, you, know, you have to know one bat in the head means, you know, yeah. <laughs> speed it up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Two means you're dragging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's true. How can you be expected to be up to snuff? Yeah. Only getting together at that moment. I mean, it's, well, you just do the best you can. And, you know, yeah. everybody loves it anyway. That's the weird part. All the tripping that I do doesn't mean anything after we're done. People go, oh, that was really great, man. I love that. I love the the banter and I love the way you guys are seem to be so happy to be together. And you know, that's really what 
It is, and it's yeah. real. And I think that's what people really want is like, can you still be good and also be real and not be like all show busy? And, you know, I've never been, I've always been like, hmm, you know, does he have to really put on all those, all those airs and, you know, I'm more of a damned fan than a Sex Pistols fan. You know what I mean? I like the humor and I like the whole, you know, take the piss. Yes. Um, yes. You know, let's face it, that Johnny Rotten guy he doesn't have a very good sense of humor at all. It's just like mm. defensive. Yeah, true. And, you know. yeah, he made a whole career about being pissed <laughs> off. Just, I have no time for that. Hey, uh, Eric, are you still doing the cheap trick thing? Well, I put that on hold once, uh, once, once, well, once I joined Blackguards, because Blackguards has a very full schedule between 200 to 250 gigs a year. Usually. I mean, they, these guys have been doing it for 16 years. Can you, is there any way to put an Irish accent on (laughs) music? (laughs) I just got the other day I was doing my little daily walk on my trail, you know, whatever. And listen, I listen to a lot of stuff, walking and exercising and man, that in color record is so good. Yeah. I heard what I love about it is that, um, if you try to play those songs on guitar, you can, because it's easy. Yeah. (laughs) Like everything he wrote, like Rick Nielsen writes the stuff that just rolls off your hand. You just have to be marginally good to like pick it up. I mean, obviously all his nuance and expertise is, you know, that's a little higher goal, but mm-hmm. man, it's just great stuff, huh? <laughs> when we when we when I joined Blackers, I ended up putting the high roller on hold just for a minute because I knew that these guys were gonna be busy. And then of course yeah. the the, pan, the pandemic hit, but <laughs> yeah. um the guys still ask me about it. You know, they still want to, they still want to do it at some point. So maybe once things start to open up a little bit, we'll try to do maybe, maybe play at the continental down here. Cause they need, once they get open, they're going to need some, 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 some music. No, we have a fiddler as well. We have a fiddle player. Uh-huh. Just right now we don't have a full-time fiddle player. We have a, a guy, we have a guy in Austin. We have a guy in Houston, um, but we're not going anywhere. So we're, yeah. You'll figure that out when it's time. Yeah. So the Blackguards, is it acoustic kind of Irish punk folk kind of deal? Pogues-ish? Yeah, a lot of Pogues influence. A lot of Pogues. It's not Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy's over here. It's been moving in a more Thin Lizzy direction. UT is like over 2 o'clock. No, nothing. Yeah, U2 didn't make it, but... um, (laughs) What about the Cranberries? Yeah, yeah. Or they, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Thin Lizzy, Thin Lizzy, and uh, Horse Lips, and kind of Pogues, you know, the, the uh, yeah, the uh, that's that's kind of where we wanted to start, but we ended up starting more of the acoustic, but also like a lot of the folky kind of stuff, the the Clancy Brothers and uh, Wolf Tones and uh, Chieftains would be not again not on the thing, but that would be closer to to where right. we had to start because when we. When I told them that I wanted electric guitars and fiddle and, you know, they were like, you're out of your mind, you know? And, um, but, but we do everything. We do black Sabbath. We do, um, you know, we, we do a, a lot of, you know, a heavier stuff, but again, then we'll, we'll, we'll and, and it doesn't have to be that Irish in it 
you know, like we, where some of the songs we stay true to the to the country feel or to the Cajun uh-huh. feel, or the, and and I have to say too, before, originals. Sorry, originals. Oh yeah, yeah. The, 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 we're, we we just we we actually spent the pandemic in the studio writing uh, our, our you know recording our, our our new record, which is mostly mostly originals, I think. Yeah. And, um, uh, yes, it is. And then, uh, but I have to say about fastball too, because I don't want to forget. I have to say, I love the, I love the, the layered, uh, I love the harmonies first. That's always been, uh, Chad and I are, are um, started this, started this, um, started blackguards, but I have to say that I, uh, the, with fastball, I love the depth of your songs and the, the, the harmonies, the, the vocal harmonies are just Second to none. I, I, I want to say that too, because I know that we'll, we, you know, by the time we get off the call, I go, oh, damn it. But I, I want to just congratulate you guys on just, uh, I wasn't familiar with a lot of, a lot of the stuff. I, I knew the hits, but thanks right. to Eric, um, I got to kind of dig in and uh, go a little deeper and just phenomenal stuff. Really, Thank really. You. Yeah. Thank just, just a joy to listen to. Adding, adding to our listenership too. I mean, that's really, it's about how many people really hear it, really hear it, as opposed to, hey, I heard you're an ocean in the supermarket. <laughs> I get that all day long. It's, it's great, but it's like, you know, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of music there and a lot of what we like, we try to reflect in what we put out. We, uh, you know, because we have to play and pretend and, you know, be a part of this rock and roll family tree. And, you know, um, that's part of why I like Eric so much because he's part of that. And he's part of the 20 people in Houston. <laughs> the 20 people in Houston that recognize their own city for what it is, uh, a cultural, um, I don't know, a, a cultural like manger Right, <laughs> where where the baby Jesus of music, American music, sort of like, you know, that's where all the kings came and and that's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Going with a, a Christmas message here, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Houston's badass with a yes, it is, yes, it is. We, we, R and B and and rock and roll alike, and you know, yeah, uh, we gloat on the I only know a few guys like Pete Gordon and Alan Hill and, you know, and Freddie. And it's just like this tightly knit group of guys. And I'm friends with all of them. And I love that. And uh, I always feel at home when I'm over there. And uh, I always try to see people when they're here, but I don't really get, get out even pre COVID, you know, uh, I was doing a weekly gig at the White Horse with Tycoons and maybe going out with fastball on the weekends and then maybe a year odd. We were actually getting pretty busy just before because we put out an album in October. Mm-hmm. And we did some stuff in fall and we did some stuff in January. Me and Miles did an acoustic tour for two weeks in like right when it was, it was hitting in China, okay, and Europe. And we're on the road in my car playing gigs, and we're hearing about it. Um, but it's still a far-off whisper, you know, in the, in the trees. And we're like, well, that's something, you know. Well, we go home, and then we get together again 
after two days off, we get together with the whole band. And it's all first week of February. Where do we go? We go to freaking uh, New Hampshire on the beach in New Hampshire in February, right? And it's a gig. It's a great gig. It's at a club, but we're all hanging out. And we're all like uh, yelling at each other. And, you know, spittle flies and you can feel it. <laughs> I want the news, but you get the weather and from everybody. And that's always been people yelling in your ears. You imagine how much shit gets in your yeah. ears. And so we do that, and then we play at a casino in Connecticut, right? The Mohegan Sun. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of people there, and a lot of people, I think, um, that were there were from mainland China. And, you know, it's oh, yeah. February, what, 19th. Wow. Um, time to go home. Go home. Last gig we played, I think, well, before the last gig here, we played a casino, Shreveport, right? Did the Shreveport thing. And then we were off for a couple of weeks, and then we had one more gig, and we played at Guerra's on the Wednesday night um, radio thing for Sun Radio. And, and I have to say, that gig was so fun. It was like... Eric, you never seen so many people at Guerra's that night. It was insane. Insane. Probably 400 people in the courtyard. God there's damn. people running up and down to Congress. You know, it's all night long. I had dinner at Perla's, played the gig, and we were all like this, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and or maybe yeah. even that, but not quite yet. So I remember I, I hugged uh, Bobby Fuentes in, in the restaurant. I'm like, what's up? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, I heard that night when I was uh, hanging out with my daughter and her boyfriend that they were suspending NBA games, and that's when I knew mm-hmm. that was yeah. <laughs> that's over. Yeah, time to yeah. go home. We've been home the whole time. We've tried some mini adventures over the last year. I'm so glad we didn't get into politics on this, and I'm still not going to. But I just want yeah, to yeah, yeah. That's the that's that's the rabbit hole that we've been avoiding for you know. It was the rough. Hard. It was the rough July, June, and July for me. I was about to. I was about, I was fixing to move or something, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, slowly been able to get catch my breath and and, and look around and um, you know, it hasn't done a lot for my. Uh, social anxiety and stuff like that and wanting to get on planes and go play in Georgia and Florida where it was the greatest basketball, you know, hate to use the word base. That's where our base is. And, you know, I got to go play to this base and no offense to them, but um, I don't think they agree with where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the hardest thing is 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 uh, trying is looking at somebody that or watching somebody look down on somebody else because they believe that they're in danger. I mean, what is your? <laughs> so that makes it scary, and then we go back to the whole risk factor and the whole yeah. why would I have a problem with it? nobody? Nobody's saying asking me why I have a problem with it, which I'm grateful for, but I still get the feeling that. Um, you know, I'm on my own with a difficult choice, and I guess that's part of life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I can't wait to play again. I can't wait to see the blackguards. 
<laughs> maybe we can do a show with that would be wonderful maybe in the woodlands or something like that someplace. yeah yeah someplace yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that been, place, is that place going to be open still or what are they done oh yeah yeah there's yeah, yeah uh, stuff is still happening and and it, it, it seems like the people with a lot of money it seems like the clubs with a lot of money are able to just say yeah we've got hot dogs in the back and they'll throw a you know they'll throw a box of chips back there or something but so they have ways of getting around it. It seems like the people like the Continental Club that are doing everything by the book yeah. are being are being, you know, stamped down, you know, squashed because, you know, they've they've agreed to everything. But you have to pay, you know, it's you know, you have to be this high to ride. You have to have this much money to, to keep your doors open. Well, I so, imagine that, that that property is even more expensive to maintain than the Austin property, which is a hell a lot of. You yeah, know, taxes and, and whatnot. The good thing about both venues is they're owned by the owners that we yes. love, yeah. and they've managed to, you know, use some a forethought before their ventures began. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just want to say that um, it's very sad that Threadgills is closing here in Austin. The original old number one is closing. Wow a place where when I first moved to Austin in, in uh, summer of 93, um, they invited all the musicians to come for musicians appreciation night. Right. And they would just, if you were a musician, you came in and it was an honor system and you just, everybody knew everybody and maybe 200 people would show up and they'd have it all family style for you on the table. And, uh, you know, everybody ate for free. And, and you know what? Everybody was grateful because everybody needed to eat. When we would eat at places like, uh, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name, but this place would give you, oh, uh, Les Amis. Les Amis would give you uh, black beans with a little bit of uh, andouille chopped into it and maybe some green onions for a buck. <laughs> that would be your your early dinner, and maybe you get a burger after the gig at night or whatever. And you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah, well, it's, it's, it's such a shame. All these places oh, they bought the property. Yeah, oh. they bought the properties instead of Threadgill. Um, I'm sorry, but Eddie Wilson didn't own the property, and that's a problem. And it's a problem that you know might have been seen somewhere, especially if you already had to close the downtown. I'm sorry. <laughs> it seemed, it seemed, yeah, exactly. No, no, seen, of that, but a lot of places you know, in Austin don't seem to own their own property, which is kind yeah, of, yeah, duh. What the hell? I mean, also in the rents are so high. Property taxes are very high. And that's why those rents are high. And you know what? Um, uh, oh shit. It's just, it's sad. Places are going to close, but, uh, you know, other places will pop up and music's not going to go away and there's going to be a need. There's going to be a big need. I think people are going to be overcompensating. Ever heard of the Roaring Twenties? Yeah. You know I mean? That's what happened 100 years ago. I mean, the war's over, the, the pandemic to the plague or whatever, the freaking flu is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a real thing, you know. I mean, people yeah. have, There's a movie called... Uh, 1918, which is a very obscure American film with Matthew Broderick in it. He's very young, and he's, ta- and he, he's shot here in Texas. 
and it's a Texas uh, um, family, and he wants to go to the war, and his dad's dying upstairs with the flu, and crazy. So, I mean, we knew about it. Do you have a favorite place to play in Austin? Is there one? Is there one place that stands out that's just... Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. Not one. I would say I always love playing the Saxon Pub because just super walk right in. Boom. Play. Sounds good every time. Totally the same setup all the time. Continental's fun just because you feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're doing, like, this is a place where anybody could walk in at any time. And they do. And make it magic, you know? And uh, Antone's, you know, over the years, different here, different there, but Recently, the downtown Antones, the, 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 the newest one, is uh, we've played twice, maybe three times, and it's been great, really great people, good fun, great stage. And um, I love that outdoor Guerra's thing. That was, <laughs> you have to bring your own PA and you have to, well, you don't anymore. They, they got one. By the way, they got oh, nice. Wide. Yeah, but you know, it's still none of those places are gone. I don't know. I heard something maybe about Saxon not making it and actually moving again. No. Um, last fall, a year ago, that film was released, the documentary about Saxon Pub, and they um, they had sold it to a guy who uh, made it you know, copacetic for them to get out from under it and then also be able to keep it there. Um, but now I don't know because they've been closed for 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> so, bars, you know, bars are bars. They're businesses. Um, things are going to come back. I feel very sorry for the people who aren't going to come back, but I don't know why you wouldn't come back. Why wouldn't you just figure out a way to start? You know, you get kicked down, you got to get back up again. And that especially goes for musicians. I mean, nobody's going to, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I haven't been able to play for, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's madness. And I really have a feeling the economy's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Already, excuse me, I've got this pest, pest infest, uh, infestation. <laughs> gnats, because it's so warm. Because gnats are everywhere now. It's freaking December. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking gnat distract. Now I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> hey, who was playing bass? Hey, Tony, who was playing bass, you guys, on, on, on the 310 Club? That's Danny. I mean, uh, what? Bobby Daniel. Bobby Daniel, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, play, I played a gig with him and Mike Stinson one time up at Dan Silverleaf yes. up in Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah a long time that's ago. Part of his, that's part of his wheelhouse. He came, um, he, he didn't have a banjo on his knee, but he came from Alabama and he uh, has played, he played for years with uh, Alejandro Escovito. Yep. And he's done some lots of gigs with John D. Graham and He's a great guy and uh, really grateful to have him around. Uh, he's kind of like my 
my unattainable goal is his lifestyle, right? I, don't, I just don't believe it's in my cards, but the guy is like the driven snow. If you catch my drift, he is vegan. He's drug free. He is, he runs like, like, uh, you know, a runner, like all day, all, you know, every day at least. And man, that describes like two thirds of blackguards. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chad? Are you recently, are you recently uh, sober, Eric? And no, no. Yeah, Why would I do that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> is, talking about the other two guys. Patrick has been dragging ages. We yeah. tops me and Eric. I remember the night of, actually with Archie Bell hanging out, and then he's gone, and then it's just me and you and Jim and. I don't know. I guess maybe Pete Allen. Yeah. Yeah. We went till like three 30 in the morning. Yeah. That's only like what? Four years ago. That was I have a video of you. uh, I have a video of you uh, singing with us during the Elvis Costello rehearsal. That was a big, big lost weekend for me. I, that was fun. I want to just talk about that real fast. Uh, Elvis Costello is, looms large in my whole like deal. And I think you probably listened to a few songs of mine and you might, you might hear a little bit of that influence, but yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, they, those guys, you know, David BB and Alan and, and Jim and who else was Matt doing it too? Or Alan, David, uh, Jim, yeah. uh, me, and Landis. Oh, yeah. Landis. So oh, all these Elvis Costello songs, which I know every word to, and <laughs> they're like, we're doing this thing and we're having a rehearsal at Landis's house. Well, it's not really his house. It's like one, a house that is on his family's land. So it's, it's out in the middle of nowhere on this hill, you know, beautiful hill country, those guys started about, I don't know, six or seven at night and went all night till like two or three, I think. And then we all, like, it seemed like we were all laying together on a, on a pallet right? in a boxcar or something, right? At the end of the night, because we're all just like, uh, passed out. We wake up. I got up right away, though. I mean, it was, I think I may have slept two and a half hours, but all night long with the Elvis Costello. And I was just like, it was one of my funnest nights ever. It's like going on that fishing trip or that amazing hunting trip where you get bag the big buck. And I was like, <laughs> just sated, you know, like totally fulfilled better than any date or any kind of, <laughs> you know, it was just like, let's get together. I'm going to go to this place where I'm going to drink my fill and I'm going to, rock out to Elvis Costello songs. And I, yes, you know, I didn't sing. I, I, I don't even think I sang, but one or two with you guys, but yeah, it was really fun. Man. Thank you. The, fun, the funny, the funny thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The funny thing was, is that we were basically, it was the last rehearsal before the big shows in, in, in New Orleans. Right. And we were just basically just going to run the set because we had, we pretty much had it down by then. Sure, remember, we sure did. Yeah. I forget what the first song was, but I look over because I see this motion. I'm playing. <laughs> I look over in the corner, and Tony's in the corner going, 
like dancing around the room like this. It was so awesome. Well, what was bitching about that room? It's all one room and it's like the front door leads right into the living room where they were playing and set up like a big band with a PA and it was like right there. And then the rest of the room is the kitchen. And there's the fridge and there's this big picnic table. We got a ton of food and we got tequila and beer. It was killer. So killer. Good times. Good times. <laughs> and I was thinking about Elvis Costello when uh, I was listening to uh, Help Machine uh, just recently, the whole whole record. And, and uh, Don't It Make You Feel Small, that one? Yes, doesn't it? about the groove and that reminds me of, like really early Elvis and the attraction stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to go to Chelsea or something like that. Uh, Sure, stilted and Mm -hmm. new wave. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, yeah. It's got that (laughs) late 70s, early 80s feel. I love that. I love all that stuff now. And, you know, because of Spotify and shit like that, you know, even though no one's getting paid, we get paid. I mean, you might as well draw from the well and listen to some music because I go and sometimes pick years. You know, and it's amazing if you take certain years, like 1979 or something like that, because you still have like this hippie stadium rock, and but everybody's adding DX7s, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, and uh, getting all angular and like bands like Yes all of a sudden look like admirals in the... Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper Navy. Or whatever, yeah, know? there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Yeah, and everyone's just trying to glom onto the latest trend and to try to pretend that they're youthful and and part of the new thing. Yeah, the Stones, man, they were like notorious for that. You know, for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not so much anymore. Stones, Stones, what Martian band? Just like <laughs> extraterrestrials. What, because they're still around? Or? No, just because they're music. And just uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it sounds like they are the rock and roll band. You know, it's like, that's that's it. Of yeah. course, you can go right, listen to The Who, and you're like, oh, they're the rock and roll band. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? That's, you know, it's art. Yeah. So great. And I'm so grateful to be a, a part of that thing. Look, see the musical note up there? Yeah. Yes. It's an award, is what it is. Is it, is it a major award? It's pretty major, I would say. What is it? It says, and I can't read it, but I know what it says. It says, for being one of the most played tracks of 2017, and it's awarded to me and uh, Cam- Camila Cabello. I'm saying that in the most bastardized Spanish <laughs> and uh, Machine Gun Kelly for this track where they took out of my head and used That's it. That's right. Oh, wow. I remember so, that. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, 2017 uh, was looking really good. I was on vacation and I uh, realized that money was going to be coming in. It was really great. Now, did they did they contact you for, for- some macadamia nuts? There you go. <laughs> You hit you hit the mini bar in the in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did they reach out to you for permission to do that? How'd that work out? It was easy and simple, and more simple than you can imagine. Probably, uh, I have a publishing uh, deal. Miles does too. Um, with uh, 
a company that was called Bicycle, but it's called Concord now, and it's a big publishing house. And a lot of great artists on there. And if you get on a situation like that, sometimes you get hooked up with other artists that are doing really great. And that's what happened, basically, is they were playing with the sort of uh, Paco Bell canon. which is played at many, many weddings and mm-hmm. it's a famous classical piece and it's kind of a string quartet piece. And they were playing with that and then they realized it was like, which I had never really drawn that connection before as far as like the similarity musically of those um, those bits. And But they had apparently these producer guys out there in LA and they... Um, they just started recording it and they got it all together and they, uh, there was actually a couple of other writers involved and they turned it into this track. And then my publisher calls me and he says, there's this, um, there's a song and they've already recorded it. They just want to know if it's cool. You know, what do you need? What do you want? I'm going to try to get this and that for it. You know, he's telling me and I'm like, whatever. And I listen and I'm like, that sounds like a hit. I mean, like that really does sounds like something on the radio right now. And I mean, that's no mistake because these guys are young and they, they've done it already with a bunch of other acts. And, um, boom, that's all I said. I go, what do I have to do? He says, say yes or no. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I forgot about it, literally forgot about it. And then it started popping up on the radio and one day months and months later my wife comes running up the driveway very excited screaming actually and it's on the radio it's on the radio and it was on like you know kiss fm or whatever some you know whatever some big old top 40 station and then back i'm back all of a sudden looking at billboard (laughs) which is funny because you know that's what i did back in 1998 to check out the charts and take that little ride down, you know, yeah, that fun. I'm so lucky twice, you know, it's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's awesome. And it's, you know, it's, I'm very grateful because, you know, times have gotten hard and I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But I don't have to say, I'll, I'll do it whatever mm-hmm. yeah oh it's a it's a a cruise of the harbor <laughs> <laughs> oh i guess i'll do it i need the money yeah yeah so tony you've got a wife and a daughter uh, anybody else in your family i got i have uh, three grown-up kids and one small boy who's eight. Oh, fantastic and uh, everybody at home with you, or obviously the, the adults gone. The, the, the adults uh, are gone. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I miss them. Yeah, I miss them. But you know, we're a nice little organization here. It's good. It's it's uh, we've we've adapted very well. We've good. got enough room. We have you know, it's it's not a mansion. It's a mid mansion. <laughs> Do we have to block that out for corporate use? Yeah. Uh, it's not a McMansion. It's just a house in North yeah. You've been here, Eric, haven't you? 
Yeah, we uh, we did a rehearsal at your studio with since. Oh, right. That's that's great. That's yeah. when I met Mike, actually. That's yeah. great. Another guy from California. Yeah, I don't really yeah. do that. I, I was I stopped doing that, having bands over or whatever. But if someone needed it like that, I would I would open it up. I did a Renfro gig with Kevin McKinney uh, at, at oh, a nice. friend's house down in way south Austin and down below the airport. It's just sort of, it's country, but it's like uh, he has an outdoor stage that he built that he can close up with shutters and everything, but opens oh. it up. He's got PA monitors hanging. He's got like, you know, a PA if you need it, but we hay bales out there and everything and opens it up. You pull out the drums, pull out the amps, plug in and go. And we did a, um, we did a live streaming thing there to try to benefit the sea boys and continental family here in Austin. And, um, we were got a couple hundred bucks for them and made that happen and still got to play and, um, and that thing's up there right now, actually, on my personal Tony Scalzo YouTube. Uh, that nice. shows the check entire it. thing. Check cool. that out. I like, I like the Renfro stuff. So check, check it out. It's pretty good for us not being together for, like, not just this. I mean, we hadn't played. And I think we may have done something um, in 2019 at, at uh, Cottonwood, actually. Cottonwood. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss when I think about playing. I don't miss the fastball gigs, and you know, and man, it's the, it's. I gotta say, it's the towns. It's the shit. I'm not gonna mention the names of the towns, but it's that mid market community center thing. And you play the gig, and there's like 20 cops walking around, and they're like drinking sodas and hanging in your space and um, just sucks. What I miss is going to Cottonwood and playing on that stage and, you know, hanging out with the guys for three hours. You got to play and just come up with some more songs and, and uh, you know, take a break, eat, drink some beers. And then, um, you know, you notice there's literally nobody here. <laughs> you know those nights that they have the plastic up and it goes all mm-hmm. the way, and then and then there's the main restaurant, but it's cold, right? Let's say it's like you know January or something. And one time we were playing there, and I think it was the last time we played there, Renfro, and you know there's Henry over there doing sound. You guys know Henry. I know him. Yeah. He uh, uh, took off to go to the bathroom or something at this one moment, and I look up and I go, I go, there's literally nobody in here. <laughs> like, and it was like this great feeling of like, who cares, right? Yeah. Miss. We can do whatever we want now. Yeah. yeah. I miss that place. I'd love to go there, play that. I would literally go to some terrible motel and spend 55 bucks on a room for that thing every month mm-hmm. did that thing for two and a half three years almost like every month at the cottonwood wow crazy i miss awesome. it i think we all do we're gonna cut this thing short <laughs> <laughs> it's time for lunch yeah oh yeah it is that's pretty good 60 minute 
I can hey, do man. it. I got we'll take it. Thanks. You do. You're professional. <laughs> I appreciate this, guys. It's it's really fun for me. Actually, I was looking forward to it because. I had stuff in my mind, and my wife don't want to hear it. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, you're, 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 you're smart enough to realize that. That's it. Yeah. That's a, you're going to live a long time because of that. Well done. Well, hopefully another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, much love. Take care. Be safe. Thanks. And uh, go Blackguards. And we'll see you all in 2021. Yes, yeah, definitely. Listen, take care of yourself, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Tony, it's absolutely wonderfully to- – well, we have to do it again. There's so much I want to talk to. And yeah. Get me up in a couple of months, man. I'll be around totally willing and ready. Definitely. You're, you're, you're a gem. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, right. Tony. <laughs> man, I tell you something. That, that was that – was thir- I, I listened to him all day. I listened to that all day. I mean, just – not only, I mean, you heard it himself. He'll, he'll, he'll go and he'll do that. He'll play that show. The, those people are, those musicians are so hard to find. Uh, you know, they love music, their soul and their every fiber of their being is steeped in music and rock and roll. And, 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 and those, you know, that's a, that's a shot in the arm. I, I was I was writing this morning. I, I was uh, uh, up early and I was doing this um, just just you know this lyric idea or whatever. And I, I just I kept running into as I always do, you know, for 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 every thousand words, two are good, you know. But and I kept thinking to myself, what is that? Because I watched some of that fastball stuff and and their their, their lyrics like kind of like a Tom Petty or Elvis Costello. They just seem mm-hmm. endless, you yeah. know, just. You know, it's deep, it's layered, it's thick, it's, you know, it's, it's, but it's good. And, uh, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, like, oh, I want to get to where they are, you know, where, where, where those guys, I mean, that's, that's, that, that that's rock. That's, that, that's, uh, as my good friend Huey would say, that's the heart of rock and roll right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny because, you know, they hate, you know, they had hit huge, you know, in the late, later part of the nineties. And by the time I had moved to Austin, I'm not saying that they were done, but like that they had hit that meteoric rise and then they were on definitely on the backside of it to the point where a couple years, like maybe 2003, they had, uh, they had played at, uh, an end store at Jupiter records, which was a used record store on the North side yeah. of town. And they, re- they recorded a, a live album there that they just, they just put out locally. So to go from like, you know, being signed and having the number one video and million selling song to like, we're going to play at a local re- uh, record shop and record a live record. I mean, to have that kind of humility is, is, is kind of rare for a lot of, you know, stars yeah. like, fuck it. We're, this is what we do. We play music no matter where it is, no matter what the size of the crowd, we're going to go and play music. And, and him and him saying that he loves to play at places like Guero's and the Cottonwood, which are just like just venues that we like, you know, play at yeah. so, you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's, it's really refreshing to hear that. Yeah. And he's such a nice guy and he's a great storyteller and a great songwriter and a fantastic musician. And I'm so happy he was able to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I was texting, I was texting you before we started the recording today. I was texting you that I, I was watching one of their live stream, one of the fastball live stream. And uh, again, just really just earthy and soulful and melodic and just, just all, all the stuff that I like in, in, in rock. Um, but, uh, and, and I, I was 
doing notes and stuff like that and just get, you know, I wanted to ask him a bunch. I've, I've still got a bunch of questions I wanted to ask him, but we'll, like I said, we'll do this one again. Yeah, um, but, um, uh, the, the, so the YouTube thing ended and I, I kind of tuned it out and, and fucking Sammy Hagar came on. <laughs> oh, and, and, and to make it work, if Sammy Hagar is bad on his own. And again, apologies to people that like him. I just, I just can't. But fucking Joe Satriani on guitars. So like, if you could ever find the most trans, transparent, thin, just worthless guitar player, mm-hmm. I mean, besides Eric Clapton, um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being, you know, vicious on purpose. But just, you know, when you go from that, from these guys that are singing, and then this guy is singing about the fucking speed limit or the these, these just just awful subjects, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was torture. That's why I, you know, I I think I was put in the text. I go, guys, I'm not feeling too well. I'm gonna have to sit today. (laughs) You know, you just can't. You 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 really can't take that. That's a you know, like that's like the Texas cold front. You know, where it's all warm and snug, and then two you walk out your door and it's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But yeah, what a what a what a personality, man. What a great. Just a, I mean, you meet that guy. We were, ta- you know, we were on screen with two, two minutes, and we, I mean, knew him. You know, just know everything. You know, good, yeah, good person, good guy. Yeah, it was cool. When I was listening to that that record earlier today, I was like, I really, I really, really freaking like this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm extremely picky. I think you know most of us are in this band. <laughs> extremely picky about what we choose to listen to. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to this record again, man. This is really, really good stuff. Yeah, they got that, that yeah. other record. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Oh, hang on a second. I got it right here. The, like the little, the little white lies record is really good too. From 2010. That one, that one's a really smart record and sounds good. And, and I mean, all, all their records have, have a lot of really interesting, interesting songs on them and they're mm-hmm. well-crafted and they, you can obviously hear their influences in their music, but they're also putting their own spin on it as well. And those guys have been together for, like you said, yeah. 20, 20 something years. I mean, him yeah. and, him and Joey on drums and, and, and miles on the other guitar and Tony plays guitar, but he also plays keyboard and stuff like that. Right. And, right. and they, and they have a bass player now. Um, I guess it's been Bobby for a while. I think that they were named the other kid though, that was going to play that one time, but it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with, uh, the Tony did, um, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, but he was talking about how the early days at, with the record companies where they were getting frustrated the label is getting frustrated with fastball because they, they kept changing their style every record. And, uh, you know, and Tony said, it's, it's kind of better to not have to worry about it anymore because, you know, you get, we, we get to choose what kind of stuff we want to do and we don't have to answer to, uh, you know, label pressure to, to, to write the next, the way or, or, you know, whatever else. That yeah. They repeat. Yeah. Those days are over, you know, so there's pluses. And that's what I wanted to ask him about when maybe next time we'll get into talking about the music industry more. Sure. But, uh, Cause he's, that's a cool thing about the interesting thing about his career is that he got in just before things were about to change, you know, the 93, that was kind of the, the, the sunset <laughs> period for the, for the old school of, of the record record industry. So what do you guys think about the video shoot? That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. It was that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, you, we, 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 we've been talking about this for weeks and uh, we got the uh, we, we we got Jason and uh, we shot a video yesterday for our new Christmas single. Yeah, I was telling Eric I'd never been because we never really did a music video before. No, for this band. No, um, so that that was a, a totally new experience. 
for me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Those, those, uh, those backup dancers were pretty, Oh, I, should, I shouldn't give anything away. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, like you said, Chad, a whole new experience and something I never thought I would do, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, yeah. I was like, just, just, just take some shit that we've recorded and just stick it all together and throw in the ball and we'll, you know, um, but yeah, that was a, that was a, and, and again, we're talking about the Continental Club and we'll always talk about the Continental Club, but Pete and the good time and all the crew over there for letting us use their, their, uh, their space. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. It's, it's such a comfortable spot for us. Cause we're, you know, that's our, that's our home. People say, yeah. Oh, you're from Houston. You're, where do you play? Continental. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. But for them to just open and, and literally give us the keys to the kingdom and anytime it's just, yeah. Uh, you it really know, feels like your own backyard at this point. Yeah. And we're so grateful to them and they've done it up so well that when, when they finally get the, you know, when the TABC finally gets the finger out and lets them do the thing, man, that's going to be such a great spot. We're missing the greatest weather, you know, know. you know, Houston has the best weather six months of the year. We really do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the, you know, right now we're missing the yesterday was I mean, the, the perfect temperature. There wasn't a, a cloud between here and Saturn, you know, it was just, just loony how, how, how comfortable it was. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah, we, so we should be getting some clips in here in, a, in a, what today is Tuesday. Uh, we should be getting, a, uh, some clips in. So maybe, uh, we'll put, we'll put some teaser spots up on the thing. I know our Patreon um, people will be getting a, a, a clip or two, you know, for, from the video shoot and uh, Chad's already posted some pictures up there on our, on our page. So yeah. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we've got something from Jason, we'll like Patreon. Yeah. We'll look at it. And so uh, today being Tuesday uh, is fairy tale out. It's, it better freaking be by now. I, I screwed up. This one, this last one, I didn't realize it took so long to get cover songs up on uh, Spotify and all that stuff because there's paperwork that they have to do. But I, I am going to be posting it on YouTube. So at, it, it will at least be on our YouTube channel. And I'll, whatever whatever's available, I'll put links down in the description and the show notes for this show. But yeah, it, it should be out. If it's not out already by the time this episode comes out, it will be out, I think, sometime this, the, this, this week. So we'll probably be releasing two songs this week. Yeah. So, so that's good. And, and, uh, and, uh, Eric, are you, um, is there anything that we should know about the, the, uh, with this, uh, little side gig you got going? Um, sure. Can, can, can you send us a link or something that we can put in just a Yeah, I'll send, I'll send a link. Uh, for those that are listening, I am performing, uh, as the drummer for, uh, I'm playing drums on my buddy, Mark Riddell, who plays with, oldies band and, and my chief trick band and plays with Mike Stinson. He plays with everybody. Uh, he's playing bass and we're actually uh, accompanying a, a girl named uh, Heidi Kettenring uh, and her, and her crew from Chicago, uh, the city. And we're playing a tribute to uh, Karen Carpenter, including a lot of the Christmas stuff that the Carpenters did uh, at the, uh, the George theater over there in Westheimer. And it starts tonight. Uh, starts, it started last week, I guess. Cause it's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it runs through the 20 Wednesday, the Wednesday before Christmas, whatever day that is, I guess it's the 23rd. I think it runs through there. So and I'll send a link to these guys so you can see if you want to get tickets. There's also uh, an online version. That's a lot cheaper. You can watch. We recorded that, uh, last week, um, in the theater. And this show is actually outdoors. It's actually outdoors. Good. Uh, it's socially distanced. 
Um, you're allowed, you, you have to wear masks, but if you're sitting in your little box area, you can take your mask off. It's BYO, but they will also have food and drink available for purchase there. Um, and it's kind of, and the weather's going to be nice. So, you know, you can bundle up because it's going to be kind of cold and Christmassy on a lot of the evenings and, and be fun to see some people out there. And of course we're going to stay, the band's going to stay away from people as well. So, and we should be all be six feet apart on stage. It's going to, it's going to be good. That'd be really fun. Yeah. And so we don't have any, we don't, Blackguards don't have any shows between now and the new year. Right. Uh, we have uh, uh, the first weekend in January, actually the first and second, I believe it is. We have, we have some tentative stuff, but we're just kind of waiting to see what's going on. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but we do have, uh, although I think we're, I think we're sold out now of, uh, of the mugs online. I think, yeah. we're on, I think so. Uh, um so we are going to be doing some other ones. We're going to be doing some other uh, coffee mug designs, but they're going to be online on our store. And also there's a whole bunch of new stuff too, the um, new designs at uh, t-shirts and whatnot. And again, check out our online shop. Um, you still have time, you know, if you want to get your Christmas stuff now, get, you know, and uh, other than that, we're uh, fast approaching the, um, the, the 100 mark, which I'm, I kind of, yeah. I, I really didn't think that we were going to get to the, to the one mark, never mind the 100 marks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think maybe the more appropriate comment would be, I didn't think we get to the number two mark because after number one, Oh my God, we ever thought this. <laughs> right. Excellent. So that was, that was fun, man. Uh, major, major, major thanks to Tony. What a, what a, what a great, what a great uh, personality and uh, just a, just a wonderful trip through rock and roll right there. That's a, that was yeah. highly entertaining. So I'll do that again. And, um, and also, uh, yeah, like I said, that's it for our calendar. Um, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're done for the year and we're really looking forward to, to, to hitting the road, uh, you know, supporting this new record and, um, you know, coming see, you know, coming to all those places that we haven't been in a long time and safely and happily and, Rockingly and loudly and bigly and mm-hmm. you know, mm. uh, yeah, Eric, I'm dying to see this thing and uh, uh, you know, b- best of luck with it. I know you're gonna, I know Thanks. you're gonna kill it. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of everything is very very mellow. Yeah, mellow. But that's what fun. I like. That's what I liked about listening to fastball. I loved that there was so. There, there was, sorry. Uh, the caffeine's ca- catching up on me, but the, it, it's so well structured that it didn't need to be high kicks and high volume and high jinx and high, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it really was, but it was, it was, it, it was so rich. I, I think if I was to describe them in one word, I would say rich. That yeah. it's, it, it's a, it's not overdone in any way in any section, you know, like words or music or the, it's just, it's a, it's a very well balanced, like you said, Eric, you said uh, on the video shoot, you said uh, uh, it's it, it's amazing that how they're not much bigger than they are, and that's that's yeah. exactly what you know. I mean, um, they, I mean, obviously they they were huge at one point, but uh, and then once that once that he mentioned that Euro Ocean song, which is second song on their on their on their record after the one um, that had the the the, the way on it, it, it didn't really do so much. And that song is, uh, it's like one of the greatest pop songs I've ever heard. I mean, it's got Billy Preston on piano. It's concise. It's got a, a great hook to it. 
but for whatever reason, it just didn't stick. And that was just probably just, it came in like kind of the tail end of the decade or the start of the next decade. And usually every 10 years, the music shifts a certain way. And and yeah. they were probably just like, they were getting, you know, kind of pushed out by whatever's coming up in the two thousands. So yeah, still, yeah. I mean, still every, every record they put out since then has got at least, at least four or five really great, great songs, a lot of good songs, but a lot of great songs on their records too. So I agree. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to you, Eric too, for, you know, turning. I, I, I remember, I remember them when they hit, we you know when, when they were big, but I also, everybody remembers them when they hit. Cause it's, yeah. it was everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't look into it. I didn't, you know, again, I don't listen to the ra- to the radio. I don't listen to, I don't go searching new music. So I would never have looked into them. However, I loved what I heard, but I'm just, I'm just grateful to you because it, it's, uh, it's, it, it's yet another, uh, it, it's just another area that I'm just glad that I, 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 and another, you know, another band that I can enjoy listening yeah. to. With yeah. great ease, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, that, and now you know the guy, so it's like yeah. it makes yeah. it makes it even even more fun to, to check him out. So yeah. So anyway, alrighty then. Jens, a pleasure. It's wonderful, wonderful hanging with you on this ninety-seven. Stick. I wasn't listening. What episode is this? Ninety-seven. I know. Um, so <laughs> yeah, have a good have a good one. And Eric, knock him dead. And uh, Chad, I'll see you in a few. We'll get those get those yeah. mugs out. Okay. Thanks See for everybody you, listening. Thanks. Here. Don't go change Bye. your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. See you, Ringo. Bye, Ringo. <laughs> so loud. <laughs>